It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz today in Wichita Falls, Texas on the campus of Midwestern State University, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. Okay, that is fantastic. Uh, we travel the country to highlight community service, foundation work, giving back to your uh, community. Uh, with college kids across the country, today we're in Wichita Falls, Texas, with Robert Kitchen. Hi, Robert. How are you? Doing all right. I'm uh, proud to be here with you and, and some of your football players here in the audience as well. And you're on the football team. Uh, and we want to brag a little bit about what you do to make this community better um, through your community service projects. What do you guys do? Uh, we do tons of things. We do things like uh, Straight Street. Um, I don't know for sure. A few weeks ago, we helped with uh, valet parking. We went to elementary schools and have done things like recess with students and tons of stuff like that. So Straight Street, that is... Um, like a don't do drugs event? I'm uh, thinking like keep, you know, be straight? Straight Street's more of like a boys and girls club. Okay. And we basically go and just, I guess you can call it mentoring kids. Oh, that's okay. That's great. And, and then you would mentor a kid. You would tell them not to do drugs too. Basically. Okay. You can't, <laughs> you can't mentor kids and say do drugs. Okay. So it's sort of, you can, you can put that in there too. So boys and girls club, uh, how old are these kids? Uh, I'm guessing anywhere from middle school, elementary, high school, just... Students need something to do at the school. Rather than. And I've noticed with um, student athletes and professional athletes, when they, the kids get to meet you guys, hang out with you guys, they really they perk up and pay attention. Um, they get some advice about life in general, and, and they like talking to guys with 20-inch necks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys are like superheroes when you walk into the Boys and Girls Club. I mean, it's like you have capes on. Yes. You get that feeling? Yes, sir. Of course. All right, if you were a superhero, which one would you be? The Hulk. <laughs> that was fast. He said the Hulk. All right. Um, I'm trying to think who I'd be. Um, is there a chin? Is there a superhero with a giant chin? Crimson chin. Uh, crimson chin. Okay. There we go. Okay. Well. For the Hulk, Robert Kitchen, and uh, me, the Crimson Chin, uh, let's have one more round of applause for everything they do here at Midwestern State University, Wichita Falls, Texas. Thank you. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. Traveling the country to find uh, interesting people with interesting stories. This is the Adam Ritz Show, and we thank you for hanging out with us. And we welcome our next guest, Carter Statum. Carter, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Thank you, sir. I'm fantastic. You can tell by the accent. We are not in the Northeast. Uh, we are in the, uh, well, I was going to say South, but I don't know if you, do you call Texas the South? What is this? I think you could refer to it as the South. We aren't your, your um, establishment deep South, but we, we like to think of ourselves as Southerners without a doubt. You got that uh, twang for sure. And you are uh, a representative 
of Kappa Alpha Order on the campus of Texas A&M in College Station. Tell us about College Station. Do you love it? Yes, sir. College Station is excellent. Um, it's, uh, before I went to college, I was thinking I minded up in Austin, but thankfully um, made my way to College Station. And it's um, uh, all the great traditions at, at A&M, um, fantastic people. It's a great place to call home um, for four years or so. So couldn't, couldn't have asked to be in a better place. And you said you almost went to Austin, the University of Texas, Austin? I, I grew up, um, both my parents are Longhorns, um, my aunt and uncles are Longhorns, so I grew up definitely in a, in a burnt orange family, um, but I had a cousin who went to A&M and was, was lucky enough to, to learn about the university and follow her there, and so um, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Now, I love the college rivalries, and uh, we've actually brought Carter on to talk about his uh, philanthropy and community service, so we'll get to the important stuff in a second. But college rivalries, very interesting to me. Um, I went to Purdue, and, and there's a big rivalry in the Big Ten between Purdue and Indiana. You've got the built-in um, state rivalries like uh, Michigan State and Michigan. Then you've got the classic rivalries like Ohio State and Michigan. Um, I know that Austin, Texas, University of Texas and Texas A&M, I mean, it transcends rivalry. Don't those two campuses hate each other's guts? Um, I don't think we hate each other's guts. Um, they, no, they hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we like to, to, to poke fun at each other, um, and there's absolutely some Aggie traditions um, that, uh, that, that involve TU down, down the street. Um, we call them the T-SIPs, but... Um, no, it's, it's a fun tradition. It's a fun rivalry. Um, now that we're in the SEC, I'd say it's probably calmed down a little calm bit. Down, yeah. um, What's a T-sip? A T-sip? Um, read about it. Read about it. It's okay, yeah, we've got FCC. <laughs> uh, we can't, can't go that angle if it's, a, if it's an adult theme. I don't know what it is. Should I have not have asked? No, I won't no, ask. No, not at all. It's just an old Aggie tradition. Um, all right, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll Google it. Look, yeah, get into it. Have you heard this? I have heard that the... Um, Okay, you've got the Texas Longhorns, and you've got um, their mascot is, you know, the cow with the enormous Longhorns. Uh, I've heard that every statue of the cattle, every statue of a Longhorn on the campus at UT Austin, the behind faces Texas A&M. Have you heard that? Um, I was unaware of that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, don't, I don't keep up with, with their... Uh, um, with what's going on in Austin too much, but... Um. Yeah, I'm going to Google that myself, too, because <laughs> I, uh, I think all the statues, all the animals, their behinds face College Station. Okay, so now enough with college rivalries. Uh, again, with Carter Statham, the uh, extraordinaire uh, Kappa Alpha member of um, Texas A&M in College Station. Now, you want to brag about your chapter's uh, work with what? Uh, philanthropy this year. Um, so... Cap Alpha Order's national um, charity is MDA, the Muscular Dystrophy Association, um, and we work with them at an event called um, Southern Shootout. It's on our parents' weekend. Um, it's a, a skeet shooting competition that we have in the chapter. But this year we branched out, um, and we're, we're, um, we're transitioning our annual Cajun event, um, and we're turning it into a philanthropy event this year, and we're benefiting um, the SEAL Legacy Foundation. And the SEAL Legacy Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families of fallen and wounded U.S. Navy SEALs, um, providing educational assistance to SEALs and their families, um, and other charitable causes benefiting the SEAL community. Um, and I've been, um, as a philanthropy chair, in contact with, with um, 
staff from the Seal Legacy Foundation, um, and we couldn't have asked for um, a better group of people to work with, um, a more deserving cause to represent and benefit throughout the process. And the event's on March 5th um, in Bryan, Texas, and we are looking so forward to supporting the Legacy Foundation um, um, and, helping, and helping them out. It's, it's truly an, an incredible cause. How did that come about? That seems um, maybe not natural. When you think of a fraternity on a college campus all of a sudden saying, you know what, let's do a, an awareness philanthropy uh, benefit for the Navy SEALs. Sure. How did that come about? Sure. Um, well, you know, Cajun has been a huge hit every year in the past, um, but we've just decided, Cole, Will Banks, our new chapter president, and I, um, I sat down with Cole and decided that, you know, as much attention as we generate with Cajun, um, why, don't we, why don't we transform that into a positive light um, and, and really benefit a great cause. Um, and, you know, a whole lot of the guys in, in our chapter um, are, have these interests. I have a pledge brother um, that is um, in Army Infantry. He's a lieutenant. Um, and there's just a culture in our chapter. Um, we, we greatly appreciate um, our servicemen, our men and women um, overseas. And we couldn't think of just a more deserving, um, just awesome um, community to stand behind and support um, this year with Cajun. And so we reached out to them um, and they were very appreciative and, and so, so, um, so happy and quick to work with us. Um, and so it's been a delight thus far. Um, the big events on March 5th. Um, and so we're, we couldn't be more excited about the whole process. And you're calling it Cajun? Cajun. K-A-J-U-N. Oh, yes, okay. Like, Cajun. yeah, like deep in the bayou, the Cajun. Uh, right. So is there food involved? There's yes, got, you got to have yeah. food if it's Cajun. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, we'll have um, a bunch of crawfish, um, and then we have entertainment by Parker McCollum and Mike Ryan will be playing music for us. Um, and so it's, it's from, I think, 2 to, two to 7 or 8 o'clock throughout the day. Um, it's going to be an outstanding time. 100% um, of the proceeds are going directly to the Seal Legacy Foundation, um, and we could be more excited to work with such an incredible um, organization. Now, for our listeners, is there a place online they can go to – uh, look at past events or, or look at the event after this uh, event happens, look at the, uh, the pictures, the video, maybe uh, a button to click so they can donate some money even if they can't go to the event. They can uh, raise awareness and raise funding by clicking on and adding to your fund. Um, absolutely. I'd say the, the, the quickest way to support um, and learn about the foundation is just to go to um, seallegacy.org. Um, we have an Eventbrite page set up for the event. Um, people can sign up and come. Anyone is welcome. Um, and we want to have as large of a showing as we can um, to support this cause. Carter Statham is our guest. And um, how many people mispronounce your name? Because I did when we first met. I thought it was Statham, like uh, Jason Statham. Yes, sir. Um, uh, how many people do you, do you say, do you say Carter Statham and then you're like, uh, well, like Jason, Jason Statham? That's no, right. Statham. <laughs> um, plenty is plenty. the short answer, okay. but Statham's fine. Um, I've... Uh, a lot of people like to put an R in there and say Stratham or Stratham, which I don't quite understand, but yeah. um, but it's Statham. Carter, Statham. Yes, and sir. I want to, before I let you go, talk about the environment. Uh, a lot of people in your generation really involved with green technology or, or just uh, giving back to Mother Earth to keep our planet safe and healthy for generations down the road. What would you say the one thing is that you do or your fraternity uh, that you do to make this planet a little greener? Um, I mean, short, neat, and sweet, recycle. Um, that's, it's so easy. You just keep two trash cans um, and recycle. I'm lucky to live 
close enough to campus that my roommates and I can walk to campus or ride our bikes, um, especially on a sunny day. Um, and as much as college students print, print double-sided when you're in the library. Um, also, not difficult to do. Um, and is, uh, It makes a big difference. So That's a great one. I mean, you, you always hear about recycling and the plastic bottles, you know, sure. whatever you can do to not put another plastic bottle in a landfill. But that's the, the first time I've heard someone say, when you're printing, college kids, that's what they do. They're printing out a lot of paperwork, print double-sided. Okay, so that's half as much paper that you'd use. That's half as many trees that will be surviving. That's more oxygen for us to breathe and we'll live longer and be happier. Yes, sir. That's right. <laughs> that's right. All right, Carter, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Best of luck with your philanthropies. Um, best of luck with uh, Mother Earth and yes, best of luck with your studies. Real quick, what, what are you studying? I'm a construction science major at AM. Science? It comes down to a science? It's not just uh, pour some cement and, and nail the studs together? What, what's the science of it? Um, it is uh, kind of learning the trade of the, uh, the, the business and management side of the construction industry, whether that's residential, commercial, industrial. Um, it's uh, um, getting into the management side of construction. You're a bright kid. Uh, I love how much passion you have talking about community service. I want to wish you the best of luck and keep in touch with us. Let us know uh, where you end up after graduation. Sure. Thank you. Hi, this is Stephanie Webb, the head women's soccer coach at UT Tyler. We want to encourage you to go to our newest team members' Facebook page, Prayers for Emma, to help our little Emma fight uh, Fanconia's anemia, which is a rare bone marrow disorder. And now back to the Adam Rich Show. Noni Owens is our guest, affectionately known as Mom Noni to hundreds of thousands of people. She's been speaking on college campuses coast to coast now for nearly 30 years. The website is momnoni.com. She is a um, healthy dating expert and has a, a world-class presentation known as What Women Really Want. And uh, let's get another little nugget of information here from Mom Noni uh, explaining, at least for me, how I can have a healthy relationship. What do you got? Well, if you have four elements of a balanced relationship, you're in good shape. For instance, if you're sitting in a chair and the chair has four legs, you could be balanced. As soon as you saw one of the legs off, you're going to become off balance. Boom. Okay. So the four... Um, are emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual. Now, a great acronym for that, Adam, is EPMS, Extreme PMS. That's how you remember it. Okay. Emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual. An emotional element is just security, feeling safe around someone when you explain your feelings instead of having someone trying to control you. If you feel uncomfortable and you say, I feel uncomfortable, well, you shouldn't feel that way, and, and you let that person control you emotionally, you're giving them the reins to control you, and that's not good. Um, feeling secure with people and just clear communication. The next one is physical, and I'm talking about energy, um, something like eating right, exercising, Touching someone, eye-to-eye -eye contact, that is very important in a balanced relationship. I'm not talking about having sex because that's not my business, and if someone chooses to have sex, 
they may have possible consequences. But I'm just, you can put your, if someone is upset, just hugging them can be a wonderful mm -hmm. part of the physical element. And the next one is mental, mental appreciating and um, affirming a person and just accepting them the way the person is. That's very important. So listening, um, reading books and understanding. So mental, that's all part of um, the mental element. And the last one is spiritual, which is guidance. I'm not so much talking about religion right now, but I'm talking more about a relationship, um, hopefully with a higher power, with meditation and uh, prayer, and just it'll help you feel safe and feel balanced. I had one girl approach me after a convocation once, and she said, you seem nice but you offended me. And I said, I offended you? How did I offend you? And she said, you talked about God. She said, I don't believe in any of that stuff. My parents go to church, but I just don't believe in any of that stuff. At which point she had this facial expression just full of anger and hatred. She scared me. Mm -hmm. And I asked her her name, and I asked her for a hug because she needed a hug. And um, so I told her, I said, you know, I have had problems in my life. I've lost both parents. I went through a terrible divorce. And I also remember Dr. Peters down in Dallas, Texas, telling me, Noni, you have breast cancer. And I said to this young woman, I couldn't have gotten through it without God in my life. I asked her, I said, do you have anything or anyone for a higher power? She's, well, I know there's a force out there. I came so close to saying, may the force be with you, but, <laughs> but, but I didn't do that because she needed compassion. Yeah. But, but that was, that's where people are hurting. You know, hurting people say hurting things or hurting people hurt other people. When you're hurting inside, you can be unkind and you don't even know it. And you can be miserable and you don't know why. So that's why the spiritual element is very important. EPMS, extreme PMS. I'll never forget that, ever. <laughs> it's uh, emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual uh, elements of a balanced relationship. Oh, from, yes. from Mom Noni. Noni Owens is our dating and healthy relationship expert here on the show. Um, again, our website is momnoni.com, and uh, you're, you're just dying to tell me one more thing. I know it. What else you got? The four elements that cause failure in a relationship. Oh, okay. So th this is the, the keys to seeing the end of the, the road? This is how you can tell if you're going to break up? These are very bad, and if you've broken up with anyone, this is your checklist, and surely I'm going to touch one of them. Okay. And I've got an acronym for this one, too. All right. DWCC. Defensiveness, withdrawal, contempt, and criticism. Now, this is the acronym. Do without caca in your life. <laughs> okay, do without caca. D-W-C-C. That's it. Okay. The first one is defensiveness, denial, denying responsibility. It wasn't my fault. It was your fault. Not good. The next one, withdrawal, seclusion. Get away from me. Don't touch me. That's not good. 
And the third one is contempt, where you roll your eyes, cross your arms, you're disgusted with this person. Yeah. That is called contempt. That is arrogance. And the last one is criticism, which is judgment. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too negative. You're too this. You're too that. All of that is very destructive, and it will eventually destroy the relationship. I have to admit, if uh, if my significant other was displaying those four elements in my relationship, I'd probably hit the road. Well, it can slowly creep up on you, and this is where something um, is interesting. Because have you, have you ever heard opposites attract? Uh huh. All right, opposites attract because when you first meet someone, you're attracted to their strengths which are probably your weaknesses mm -hmm. and vice versa. Now, that can work as long as you don't try to control the person. See, Adam, I want you to know right now, and I want all of your listeners to know, that you cannot control or change anyone. The only person you can control or change is yourself. So, again, on the website under resources with handouts, there's one called about, uh, it's, it refers to um, characteristics. Uh, there are four core styles of self-characteristics. And if anyone is interested in taking a test, it is free. The website is one, capital O, small n-e, capital I, and then s-h-y dot com. Let me go over this. One i shy dot and you can take this free test, and it will show you using the temperaments. And the temperaments go back to Hippocrates, 400 years before Christ. Um, and the reason I love the four temperaments is because they're simple. I know there's the DISC program out there, Myers-Briggs and all that. That's all fine, well, and good. But this one, there are four, only four. They're very basic. I have three siblings I am a sanguine, my brother John is choleric, my sister is a melancholic, and my brother Jim is phlegmatic. This is so wonderful, and it teaches you how to get along with people, not only in a dating relationship, a, a, a lifelong relationship, but also businesses and churches and synagogues. This is wonderful, and it teaches you how to be interdependent with people. But if you take your strengths and they're overused, they become a weakness. I am a pure 100% sanguine. I'm the socializer. I need fun and applause, like I bet Adam Ritz does too. Okay, during the post-production of this interview, I will put some applause in right there. Okay. <laughs> the, the strengths are um, you, you're a risk taker, you're inspiring, you're outgoing, but if, and, and you talk a lot. Now, if you overuse this, it becomes a weakness because some people may think you talk too much, too fast, and you're just sort of a lunatic. And so that can go uh, against you. So a direction for a sanguine is to work on organizational skills. I have a lovely office in Florida. It's a lovely office, but sometimes I can be so, I have so many projects going on, I get disorganized in my lovely office just turns into this thing that looks like a hurricane hit it mm -hmm. <laughs> with no hurricane. <laughs> and now, but that sanguine is high energy. Another high energy one is choleric. 
the director and they need results. Get these chairs in order now. Do it now. And they yell and they scream and they, yeah, you, they're very offensive. But see, they're organized and, and they don't have much patience. Their weaknesses is they're too bossy or they're perceived as too bossy. And as a result, they don't have very many friends. Mm -hmm. So I encourage cholerics to be more sensitive to other people's needs. Um, the third one is melancholic, the thinker. They need order and perfection. Um, they have all of their clothes in their drawer methodically folded and everything is in alphabetical order. They need perfection. Everything has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, their weaknesses if, can be perceived that they're, um, they can drive you crazy. Yeah. I mean, going to Disney World and having a ticket where to park. And at Disney World, they use acronyms, E for energy, 14. I parked an E, energy, 11 through 14 years ago. Well, the melancholic in the back wanted us to write it on the ticket. See, it has to be on the ticket. I said, between the four of us, can't we remember? Yeah. I didn't have very much fun with her that day. And <laughs> they're just an, a nuisance. But they're organized, and I'm not organized. So see, a sanguine is usually attracted to a melancholic. The last one is phlegmatic. The phlegmatic, he relates he, that they have harmony and teamwork. But they can be a little bit boring. My brother Jim, he owns this business, and he, get, he has a routine every day. He gets up and does the same thing over and over again. And he's wonderful. Um, but... His weakness is, is he can be a little boring to people. He can be perceived as boring. But these four um, temperaments, if you understand them and you can let people be who they are and be their cheerleader, you will have a healthy relationship. Got it. You said something earlier that kind of hit a chord with me. Controlling yourself, that's, uh, that's great advice, and it's really, you know, until you hear somebody say that, uh, you can only control yourself. So I guess the next step of that advice would be if you find yourself in a relationship where you find that you're trying to get your partner to do, act, or say certain things that they're not, then maybe that's not the relationship you should be in because you can only control yourself. You can't control the other person. That's right, but you can communicate. And it's how you communicate. And if you start out by saying, I, I feel uncomfortable or I feel unhappy, as opposed to you make me angry, you make me feel uncomfortable. So you put the other person on the defensive. But when you try to control and change other people, you have something called codependency. Codependency is a disease that they finally figured out in the early 80s. And Melody Beatty, B-E-A-T-T-I-E, finally wrote a book called Codependent No More. And that opened the doors to understand this uh, terrible, intangible disease in relationships. Codependency is a disease. It's when people are not acting the way you want them to or people are not saying what you want them to. You know, let them be who they are. And then if you're uncomfortable, then say, I feel uncomfortable. But um, it, it's codependency is very, very bad. 
How about uh, we do a lot of work with a term called bystander behavior, um, intervening. And a lot of these relationships are what I call uh, toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. I've got toxic friends. And if you have a toxic friend, the best thing you can do for yourself is stay away from the toxic friend because you're the one that will get in trouble. A toxic relationship between a man and a woman. If you see that, if you see one of your buddies or one of your girlfriends in a toxic relationship, should you intervene as a bystander? How should you behave? Should you say something to your friend? Sometimes there can be a consequence that the friend will turn on you if you tell them. Hopefully the friend will ask, you know, I'm in this relationship, Mom Noni, what do you think? What do you see? Because perception is reality in the mind of the person who perceives it. But I must admit it that admit that I stepped into a relationship once that I felt strongly about, I was very opposed to, and I sort of hit my my hot button, and I just told this person, I love you dearly, and I see this relationship is very, very toxic. And I just poured my heart out. Fortunately for me, this person listened to me, and not shortly after that, eventually the relationship was um, ended, and to this very day he is thankful. Well, you better listen when a when a darn relationship expert tells you that. I mean, if you <laughs> if you were, you know, half brain dead and didn't graduate kindergarten, yeah, I wouldn't listen to you, but you're a darn tootin' relationship expert. So if you ever give me that advice, I'm running the other way. Okay, but you know, if you're in, to to your listeners right now, if you are in a relationship, ask your friends what they think. Ask them instead of getting into a marriage and then you're miserable and years later they tell you, well, I never did like her or him in the first place. Well, thanks for telling me. You're my dear friend. But the consequence of them turning on you can be really heartbreaking also. Great stuff from Mom Noni. She is Noni Owens. More information at momnoni.com. It's just been a pleasure to have you on the show, and we uh, will invite you back in the future if you'll come on. Thanks, Noni. Thank you, Adam. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.